Welcome to Cosmic Channels. Open minds on cosmic lines. To call in to future episodes, the number is 1-833-703-0424. The show is recorded live the second and fourth Sunday of every month. Please subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing on YouTube to watch it live or patreon.com slash alien theorists podcast to watch on demand. The cosmic channels are open. Love me some cosmic channels. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And Andrew's dead to us. Gone to the universe. <laughs> oh, hey, someone ha- I had a call. Hung up. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, you still- know the drill. You got a paranormal story. You've got a UFO encounter. You want to shoot the shit on some theories. Talk ghosts. one 833 Zero three zero four two four. Boom. Uh, we're taking all calls tonight, baby. Here we go. Oh, mm, that sounds on? like the hangups. Hangups? You hung up on them. No, I did not. <laughs> let, let me let me tell you something, brother. See, there you go. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. Hello boy. Hey, what's up? What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's uh, Peyton from Arizona. Peyton from Arizona. Welcome. What do you got? All right, boys. Uh, what do you got, got for a us? bit of a ghost tale for you. Woo! Were you awake? I was. I promise. I was awake. Yeah, all right, no dream all right. Got the music queued up here. <laughs> all right. Well, I was. it was about 2005, and I was about five. <laughs> mm. And uh, I was watching The Simpsons. Nice. I was sitting there on my Spider-Man little pull-out couch. You know, join the Simpsons as one does. And uh, I hear footsteps coming up the stairs. And I'm thinking it's my mom coming home from work. And so I open the door, go out to see my mom. No one's there. I'm like, hmm, okay. You know, my five-year-old brain goes, oh, that's fine. No one's there. Just heard a noise. Just go uh, watch the Simpsons again. So I'm watching The Simpsons, sitting there, uh, never shut my door again, left it open. And uh, wound up, you know, sitting there, hanging out. And I remember the scene specifically. It was when one of the, uh, one of the Bart's uh, prank calls to the pub. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember laughing about it. And I look over to my right and I see like an outline. It's, uh, mind you, probably seven o'clock. So in Arizona, it's pretty bright around seven o'clock still. You know, we still got some good sun. And uh, I see like a black outline, but like it literally is just a black outline. Like no face, no nothing. It's just black. Like a shadow is sticking its head in my room. And it sticks its head in my room and goes, bang. And then I look at it. It slowly turns its head and looks at me. I, I 
I just kind of was uh, stunned, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. And it just kind of slowly like looked at me, and like I said, yeah, it just kind of slowly pulled its head out of the room. That's uh, that's about it, boys. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but still spooked the shit out of me. Do you remember? Was it wearing a hat? No hat. No, it had a ponytail. It had a, a ponytail, ponytail like my mom would have had. <laughs> no, what year was, was this? Again, female. this could, this could be another potential Steven Seagal sighting. It Arizona. We know he has a mm-hmm. house there. Yeah. What yeah. year was this? Oh five, I think he said. No, I did not have. Are you telling me I've had two Seagalter guys in my life? Yes, yeah. there's, a good, yeah, there's a good chance that you were being, you know, Seagalter guys no, 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 are no, following no, you where no, you boys, go. All right, listen, it sounded like my mom. I thought it was my mom. Dude, but, Steven Seagal is a great actor. I'm sure he can do a ton of impressions. Yeah. No, he's not. He, whoa. whoa. Under Siege? Some of his other movies. Have you seen Black Dawn? I mean, come on. Absolute masterpiece. Stop. Okay. All right, boys. I appreciate you. Isn't that like I? I don't know, but like to me, that's equally as creepy. That <clears throat> it's a. There's a chance that it's a Segaltergeist. Yeah, I don't want Steven uh, Seagal creeping around my house. No okay. chance. I. You know. Yeah, that that's kind of spooky. He's a crazy looking guy, especially nowadays. I haven't seen him. In, has he been in the media re- recently? I have no idea. Oh, God. Oh, there's a recent TMZ article. It was like four months ago talking about something. Didn't he become a something cop? Something with him and one of his housekeepers. He is in Hawaii. He's a cop. I could have swore yep. he became a he cop. Was like a, he was like a sheriff. Like. Yeah, some it's some. same kind of thing as uh, Shaq. Shaq's the cop in Florida, technically. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey, Shaq would make a great, great cop, man. No one's fucking with Shaq. He plays a cop in the grown up. Fuck yeah! All right, brother, we're gonna keep the clients rolling. All right, tonight. boys, well, I appreciate you. Hey, thank you. Hey, thanks for calling. Have out. a good one. Have a good night. Fucking bye. Two Segaltergeist. That's a great name for a ghost. Segaltergeist. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. As, uh, he's a martial arts master. He is so, a I mean, ninja. So I'm sure well, he What's can his move. practicing on astral projection, right? <laughs> like maybe he's, maybe this is close to where he resides in Arizona. He just astral projects and he kind of fucks around and it's what he does in his spare time. He goes and you know, roams the countryside, <laughs> creeping people out. All right, let's bring in another caller. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, hey, what's up? Good night, boys. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Uh, Going to bed. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not leaving. I'm just, I'm just. Good day. Good night. Good to talk to you. Um, <laughs> fanboy four twenty. Mm. Woo. Uh, Welcome. Where are you calling from? Out here in Virginia. West West Virginia. No, uh, I'm actually more from Northern Virginia. Virginia classic. <laughs> as, as, deep, as deep west as a banjo can go. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, what do you got no, for us tonight? I, I just, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about where I think uh, 
what I think the most likely explanation is for a lot of these alien encounters that we're having. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, you know, humans uh, have been this intelligent for about one to 300,000 years. And uh, our written history is only several thousand years at best. And so we have evidence with places like Gobekli Tepe and uh, other ancient places that are, you know, 13,000 plus years old using technology that we don't know how to use. There's evidence that there were other intelligent humans. And if you consider a time span of 100 to 300,000 years, civilizations could have risen and crumbled and risen and crumbled. And, you know, occasionally, I think what it normally is that takes us out is a, is a cataclysm of sorts. And the ones that survived were the ones that were able to see it coming enough and, and do something about it. And so um, those civilizations that managed to survive also managed to hold on to their technology. Uh, and just as our technology has developed with metallurgy over the years, uh, they had already had all of that information and continued to advance their technology. And then also, you know, um, where they might have gone to survive those cataclysms, I think it's relevant to the experiences that we're having with them. So say, for example, you know, if you're, if you're a hyper-intelligent human um, nation, you, it would be wise, you know human nature, it would be wise to not be known your location by the rest of, of the world, especially if they're less developed. Um, and I think uh, the most likely places that they would have come from, just going from Occam's region, not saying that, I'm not saying that there aren't, I definitely think there are other aliens out there and other things going on, but I think it's just more likely that right here in our local environment we've been experiencing is uh, another type of human or an, a more ancient human that has their DNA has even changed a little bit because of how much time has passed because of where they have tried to survive um, over this time. And I think the two most likely locations are in space or on the moon or uh, inside the earth somewhere. Oh. And that could be ocean related. Um, and there's a lot of USO experiences, uh, unidentified submerged object experiences that people have had to testify to that. And our lack of knowledge of both the moon, how it got there, and uh, our vast oceans that we've hardly explored. So, you know, a lot of the uh, encounters that we've, uh, <clears throat> the abduction ex experiences that we talked about, like um, the Betty and Barney Hill case, a lot of the other ones are often very sexually involved. And what's the incentive? You know, that's the big question. Why are they here? Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, you know, there's a good chance that maybe if they try to go out to space, like, you know, your typical gray, for example, and you survive in space or on the moon, that you might eventually lose the ability to reproduce. And so they are basically just trying to in, uh, interbreed with us to propagate their own DNA. Um, and I, I, I think that the, the alien gray is a, is a good example for that. They're just so human. They look so human. And how weird is that? That's something that might be coming from 40 light years away. Looks almost exactly like us, but like a smaller, weaker version, which I think is very explainable through like a type of human that might try to live out in space or try to live out in the moon. Yeah. But rant done. No, I, Thanks. It's, it, it's an interesting theory because, you know, we talk about it off air all the time about Gelbeki Tepe is like one of the most interesting things is how high above sea level it is. 
no access to water. It doesn't seem like an ideal spot to build superstructures. It just doesn't. And then not only that, but then to purposely backfill these things, you know, you can start to look at them and be like, you know, perhaps they weren't, these were not for them. These were answers for us. And maybe as we start to, you know, uncover the rest of the compound, these things are going to give us mathematical equations and, you know, there's spacing and stuff that um, has answers to questions we have now. Um, as for like the grays and stuff, I mean, if you haven't listened to our interview with Dr. Mike Masters, he gets into that where he his theory is that these things are just yeah. evolutionary versions of us in the future that are coming back and visiting us. So he goes like, even like right. as far as like, you know, the Nordics and stuff where they're very human-esque uh, to grays and, you know, where you get to different, more and more different variations. They're just us further and further away from this point in time. Yeah. And uh, hey, brother, you don't got to convince me that there was ancient civilizations that were intelligent. I think that the rise and fall of humanity, I mean, it's... it's Zell has Younger Dryas tattooed on his ass cheeks. <laughs> Just big fucking black bold letters <laughs> on the back, man. But no, I think that, yeah, humans, yeah. I don't think that humans have been, it's not a linear progression. I think we rise through cataclysm, some type of drastic climate change and or plague that wipes, you know, sets people back. You lose, you know, that we've talked about it before, like humanity is so specialized now. If all of a sudden we lost, say, a, a large number of people, we would lose so many different fields of study. You know, because ev everyone, now everyone's just like so specialized in what they do. So most, like everyone, there'll be like a hundred people and they all are working on a small piece of a project. But if you lost 90 of them, those 10 remaining people wouldn't have no idea how to put the project together. And then the like civilization would just slowly revert back to, you know, hunter gatherer, forest dwellers. So yeah. I, and then, but say they were, say they got really advanced and they did make technology that could let them either leave the surface, either go under the, like under the ocean or in, into the planet or yeah, live on moons in the solar system. And then they come back to, but the, the question I have is why come back then? Or why stick around? Like you, you left earth, it's still been habitable. So like, why? To really, to really reach a certain level of plausibility with me for that theory is number one, you'd have to find me a number of, I'd say, I, and I said this at the Mike Masters interview, I kind of asked the question, I was like, how come they're not abducting the high class humans? Why aren't they abducting like, at, like professional athletes, Olympians, people who have certain genetic traits that would increase survivability, people who are like, I don't know, people less prone to health problems. Because like, a lot of the abductees that we talk about on some of the, the case files have had previous like health issues, not related, like prior to their abduction cases. So looking at those, it's kind of mm -hmm. like, like, why would you take the people who are, you know, may not be the best uh, may not be the best of the best and biologically speaking or like that the best like apex biological example of the human human body so there's something like that then there's also the fact that like you have all these wonder like our civilization a lot of people talk about the the huge jumps that we seem to have made in like certain parts of our human history where it's like oh you know we de we developed these things all of that was really made possible like you said and you're on the right track there i think is like the writing 
like writing when we when writing came that was a big fucking step like you can put mm-hmm. stuff down on paper and people don't have to reinvent ideas like they don't have to go back and reinvent like the pulley we don't have to go back and reinvent like this is how the pythagorean theorem works it's like we don't have to measuring the circumference of a circle we don't have to figure it out all over again once we're able to record information and pass it on and then we have institutions for that institutions of learning universities these kind of depositories of information Mm -hmm. libraries you know so if there were a civilization, like I'm just waiting for us to find that real depository of information, like that place where they they stored information or even some type of, you know, uh, you know, global spanning monoliths or something that you'll find where they have something on there recorded that can really like this, this matches up with this. And this is something that, you know, if they, if they're working off of human earth physics, like a lot of their math would, we'd be able to figure out, like we'd be able to figure out a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm just waiting for that someday. We'll find it. You know, maybe it's buried a little bit deeper under Gobekli Tepe or something like that. Or maybe it's just been completely covered over in the, a giant cataclysmic cataclysm flood caused by a impact on the ice caps causing vast global sweeping climate change who knows I yeah. Yeah, well, we await because they're making new discoveries all the time so I mean it's just a matter of time before they find something else that fills in another piece of human history so hey that's a great theory though that, do, that was awesome do you mind, do you mind if I, if I uh, uh, expand on that a little bit more sure just real quick so two two speculations um you guys suggest that I remember is one was the health issues. Why are they picking people with health issues? And another was, um, why are they coming back? So for me, I think, you know, they, they would be coming back because, uh, just in my opinion, they would be coming back, um, because they kind of need to on a, like I said, on a reproductive scale, they're worried about going extinct. So they're trying to re rebreed with us and maybe even reintegrate with earth since it is more inhabitable now than it maybe was in the past, or I don't know, I'm just speculating. Right. And then about the health issues, um, you know, maybe it's, uh, the, the person that had the health issues, maybe I don't really, uh, remember all of the instances that you might be thinking of, but maybe some of those are more epigenetic related or, uh, behavioral related um or maybe even still it's that person was selected because just their general genetics their long-term inheritance they had like some special gene that uh you know wouldn't have necessarily been in a higher class and the aliens just wanted that particular gene out of them or something i don't know just a guess no but i really appreciate you guys taking my call no, that's a it's great theory. Those are fun ones to talk about. I mean, you could go for hours on stuff like that. So, hey, we, re- we yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Thanks for the call. That was awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, Peace out, guys. Talk to you again. Fan Wolf 420 out. Hey, there you go. Woo, take care. Bye. Yeah, I mean, those theories of ancient civilizations that have risen and fallen and wiped from the face of the planet through whatever. It's just a, if they were there, just a matter of time before you find something. Eventually. You're doing deep sea drilling for some rare mineral and you stumble across some big megalith under the soil and you're like, oh, what's this? Eh, we'll keep waiting because it's coming. Something's coming. All right, another caller. One day. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello, how's it going? Good, brother. How you doing? Oh, you know, just living the life. Living the life. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Phoenix from Alberta. 
Phoenix hey, from Alberta. Welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, I've been on you guys at Discord for a while now. Cheers, yeah. It's fucking lit. We, we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, no, I got a... What's the topic for tonight? Just whatever or what? Yeah, we've, uh, we've oh, yeah, abandoned dedicated topics. Just anything in the world of the strange. Oh, okay, yeah. I got a UFO thing from my logging side that I do. Oh, that's man, cool. We love you that. Yeah, don't you don't have to ask about that one. Laid on us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. So, like, what happened was like it started last year. Like, um, so like sometimes like the way it works with our logging crew is like one week I'll be day shift and one week I'll be like night shift. So like halfway through of my day shift week, I was like working and my machine went down. So I had to go jump on night shift get it fixed and whatnot but like while i was like like while like while i was like switching shifts there was like this star that i saw like it was just like a bright star and then for some reason i thought to myself like wouldn't it be weird if it just like dimmed out you know sure enough fucking dimmed out a week later i'm going back to night shift and my foreman is dropping me off to the machine to go work at night and there's like this one bright star in the sky and the same thing happened, and, you know, like, you know, I told him what happened a week before. And while I told him that same thing fucking happened, just dimmed right down, you know? And then while I was working again by myself in private wood, same thing happened again, you know, and I've been seeing this shit and it's just been kind of weird. And I thought I'd call in and just let you guys know what was happening, you know? Oh. But yeah, that's from the logging side. Oh, no. But nothing like no sound or no no like no nothing like like it literally looked like a normal star and then out of nowhere it just like brightened up and just gone just vanished out of nowhere you know and it was kind of weird looking thing you know and kind of gave me the creeps it powered up and then took off that's what it, that's what i was like thinking you know like it looked like uh, mm. like just was trying to power up and just gone, you know? Or what if it was a wormhole? And I seen this happen. They're just opening up a dimensional gate for travel. So they just come oh. through, like the, just pop through. Yeah. That's a good, that's good. That's what that's I was thinking. Like what, what uh, what's his name? Freddie Silva or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like how he talks about these light energy beings, like how they're like mostly energy beings that we're seeing. Well, and yeah. it's the just trying ones. to jump in. Yes, exactly. You know? And I was just like, like the way that these things, because when I work in the bush, like in logging, like I work like six hours away from everything, you know, and it's just us, like are just our crew, right? You know, and it like, and these things, like the way that they light up, is like outstanding, you know. And this is an ongoing well, thing uh, out there. Yeah, like well, where where I'm from, like north of Alberta, like I've I've seen them like through like throughout the year lately, like. When I started logging, like, I've seen them, like, once in a while, but, like, these past couple of years, I've been seeing, like, pretty much every other month now, you know? And it's, like, it's kind of weird. Now, and I just want to say this because I don't think this is what it is, but I know people are going to say, oh, it probably was in Northern Lights. <sighs> no, no way, no, like... Okay. The, like I just want to ask so no one could say that afterwards, so... 100% no, yeah, not, no, I know what you mean. Uh, like, like how far north I work up, like, I've seen northern lights, like, where it's lit up the whole entire night, but this is not it. This is, like, a simple, like, 
like a simple star it almost looks mm-hmm. like and then out of nowhere the whole entire thing just lights up and it's gone mm. that's wild but you could have so saw like, supernova too i mean yeah, if it's clear enough if it's clear enough night like you might be able to just lucky enough to catch it even scientists astronomers like they're always saying like we're they're lucky enough to catch a supernova like we're not watching all of the sky all the time from all the telescopes like we can't cover all of it so maybe time sometimes you're just lucky and you get it re- kind it, of supernova it's, it's reoccurring though so like how lucky he is he getting Real lucky. Too. Yeah, Why can't you be twice as lucky? That, uh, buy a lottery ticket. No, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, that's like that's the thing though. Like it's been like at first it's been once in a while, but now it's like kind of getting worrisome. You know, like I've been seeing it every time I go into night shift, like once in a while. You know, and, well, it's probably all the stars dying out because our, our universe is you know be, quietly being destroyed by some kind of outer force it's just pushing in inside our space so it's consuming the stars one by one and as they blink out we'll be the last one left because we're just on the outside out there could you imagine that we just start seeing all these stars just going out faster and faster it's actually a pretty good asimov radio play like a radio play based off a isaac asimov story that's pretty pretty like that yeah yeah. all all of them go out and then the light and then it all just comes back it's just this this guy just turns white Oh, yeah, but that's wild. Yeah, though. no, I thought I'd call and give him my two cents. So yeah, we'll keep keep your eyes on the skies, and if you see another one, make sure to let us know. For sure, boys. You guys take care. You too, buddy. Bye. Okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to see a supernova like that just by chance. You look up, and you're like, oh shit, boom! And then to see two though would be even more amazing. Well, and then it, the consistency then makes me think it's more of a wormhole than anything else. Oh, some type of. It's like blinking at yeah. a projected or predictable pattern or something. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's just like a natural. Uh, like you said, like what they've theorized is that uh, you know wormholes are like naturally occurring, but there's places that you can stabilize them. It's in, like they have them in Star Trek. They use them in Star Trek at least in DS Nine. They have them a wormhole that they stabilize, and it's just like it, it naturally occurs. But once you're able to find a stable one, like you can, like you shoot a. What is it like charged particles into it to kind of get it to go, and then you, then you and can, then you move through it. And you can jump just give through. it a little bit of a turn it on, essentially, and then you go through, and then you pop out and you know light years away. That would be pretty fucking cool. All right, let's bring another call, caller on here. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Here I am riding through the <laughs> desert on a horse with no name, and I find myself talking to the theorists again. This is the cowboy pilot from Fort Worth, Texas. Cowboy pilot from Fort Worth, Texas. Welcome back, brother. What's going on, man? How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're, we're surviving. How about yourself? Oh, on the outside, I'm hooting, but on the inside, I'm hollering. <laughs> awesome, man. What, uh, as, you, as we do. What, what do you got for <laughs> us tonight? Well, sir, I have a, uh, a theory that was so bizarre and so strange that I could not help but call in and get your opinions on it. Oh, Have you fellas Excellent. ever heard of the theory of phantom time? Yep. Is that the, like we lost a chunk of history, like hundred years or something? Yep. Somebody used the wrong calendar. 300 years, roughly. 300, okay. Yes. The idea that effectively 300 years of specifically European history are made out of whole cloth and never happened. I like this theory. Continue. It is supremely bizarre. It was created by a guy named Dr. Herman Illig in the late 1990s. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an archaeologist, and it bothered him that looking at architecture from around the era known as the Dark Ages, or formerly known as the Dark Ages, it's kind of out of fashion to call it that these days, uh, it bothered him that some of the structures from exactly the same point in history were significantly different uh, in style and basically advancement. Some structures were almost Neolithic in style. Other structures were relatively advanced. And that they were supposedly created at the same time in different places. So he, uh, this bothered him, and he eventually went hunting for evidence uh, that uh, he believed several hundred years of history never actually happened. He finds some evidence in that in 1582, Pope Gregory II uh, commissioned a group of uh, Catholic people at the Vatican um, to correct the Julian calendar. This is how we get the Gregorian calendar. Uh, the Julian calendar was pretty close, not bad for Roman times, but it was off by 0.002% uh, on their calculation uh, for how the Earth uh, cycles around the sun. So the result of that is that they had to adjust the calendar by a few days. Now, the problem is that they adjusted the calendar by 10 days exactly. However, if you run the math, 10 days at 0.002% in correction doesn't get you back to zero. And there's about a 325-year... Yeah, if you were to go back to zero, it should have been a 13-day adjustment as opposed to a 10-day adjustment. And so there's about 325 years uh, that it's off kilter. So he uses this as the premise to say that in roughly 300 years of history, never happened. And the culprit he fingers is a guy named Otto III, who inherited a relatively large empire. He thinks sometime around, or actually, uh, according to the calendar, sometime around uh, 1000 A.D., he postulates that this guy actually lived somewhere around 700 AD. And the reason he does this is because this guy reclaimed the title of Holy Roman Emperor for, his, uh, for the empire that he inherits. He also claims to be the descendant of Charlemagne, Charles the Great of France. According to Dr. Herman Illig, Charlemagne never existed. He was a complete fabrication of this guy, Otto III, <laughs> that he created so that he could have a legitimate claim to the title Holy Roman Empire, or uh, Emperor, rather. You can't make it up. What do you boys think? Dude, it's, why not? Like, if you had enough power and sway back then, like, couldn't you just hire writers, publish books? There was, there's, you know what I mean? Be like, this is what happened. I found well, this. Like, like, it's basically like the Rick Dyers of, uh, you know, early <laughs> civilization. They're like, medieval yeah, I found these, the, the Lost Scrolls. Right, come down to Radio Shack and read them for yourself. Five shillings, <laughs> gold shillings. <laughs> I, like, that's honestly, right, that's it's right. it's yeah. it, it's hard to believe any of this because a lot of it's a storytelling and then stories passed on. So it's like, to me, like this, I'm like, man, if especially if people don't have years accounted for and stuff, and they're like, what what happened? Why? And they're just like, I. You know, I could see people exploiting that and using it for their own gains. Oh, I. So wait, they. I wouldn't be surprised at all. So they get the math wrong. They're off by three hundred years, and there's like, yeah, three hundred. And they just they just like changed the calendar. And anyone else who had a calendar, they just like kept telling them. They gave them like what would it be called? Like just gaslighting them. It's like that's wrong. You're wrong. 
that's your calendar's bogus. And then eventually those, uh, the old calendars just like kind of just fade and then they just adopt, everybody adopts yeah. a new one. Yeah, it, it basically claims that this guy, Otto III, was a really powerful dude, and he had appointed a few popes in the past. So they think he maybe he phoned in a favor. He wanted to be Holy Roman Emperor. And he said, hey, I need to create like an ancestor. And in the process of doing that, they basically added 300 years to the European calendar. So the claim is specific to like European history. They say that like, you know, you know the rest of the world went on and paced. Their calendar is unaffected, but in but in the European uh, his, historical lineage, there's 300 ish, give or take a few years, that never actually happened, and uh, this mistake was was kind of caught in 1582 when they realized that actually the Julian calendar is a little bit off, so we need to you know make a slight correction. But oops, Whoops. they made the wrong correction, and if you run the math, they corrected it by 10 days. And that would actually bring them up to the year 12, uh, okay, 1257, I think it is. Um, but it was, in fact, the year 1582 when they did this. So how do they account for this weird 325-year gap? Well, it's because it's actually the year 1257, <laughs> and it's only the year 1582 because of this And they to- And Charlemagne time. is a... A totally fictitious person is that when that's one of the claims that's according, the, the hinge the theory hinges on as well yes according to dr herman illig charlemagne right. never existed he was a completely okay. fantastic figment of imagination sure which is uh, that would totally dispute that would have to go against other records of other it's not like the pope and the holy roman empire were the only fucking players in town <laughs> like they weren't the only people they weren't the Correct. only european culture like you have tons of other people so it's like you know you have the byzantine empire you have the islamic expansion happening around that time you even have like records of the tang dynasty and their their uh, encounters with like islam at the time so it's like you'd have to reconcile Correct. all that with this theory and then along with all the other cultures that were spread out across Europe, like Europe wasn't a singular culture. Like God, like fucking English wasn't even standardized then. Like, so how would they change all the history of like people who would like, you barely could understand each other from well, one town over. Uh, well, funny. you tell the Vatican that Dan. No, no I have yeah. to tell Dr. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Illig. <laughs> uh, were you there? Yes, to be were fair. you there, Dan? <laughs> yes, I was. Were you there? Yes, I was. Huh? <laughs> yep. I was I there. Was. I was there. According to uh, the light amount of research I've done, there uh, the theory is highly disputed. It's fun. Uh, he has had to revise his theory a few times uh, to account for the fact sure. that Dan is correct, that should. the rest of the world went on. And uh, history did not, in fact, stop. But according to Herman Illig, he he really holds fast to this whole thing, that Charlemagne never existed, that the reason that uh, Dark Age architecture varies so much is that is because basically they, there was no Dark Age, right? That you're jumping about 300 years, and the time span was, you know, completely fictitious. Uh, naturally, I, that would, drew, I would love uh, to dive into like linguistics, like the think, whole idea that it's, that why it was so different is just because every town had its own type of culture like it, it, I was it like 15th 16th century English was completely different than what we speak today and like you could just go from you know, places yeah have you ever England. tried to read Shakespeare Ugh. <laughs> yeah if you like just today like people have a trouble reading just Shakespeare and it's like back then it's like all of the language was just it was a whole mishmash of a whole bunch of like regional dialects like from wherever you were Absolutely. so once you went to the next town over you, you might not even be able to understand the people who were there like you're you're 
you just it would just be you'd be speaking English, but it would just be different. And I don't know, like it's it's hard for me to kind of put all put a whole blanket theory on like all of Europe in the during those times, which were extremely fractious and, and like there's a tons of other stuff like moving parts in there that people that don't seem to be accounted for. <laughs> I like so it. I don't know. I'd like to read his updated theory. Uh, when, it, when he prints that, uh, you know, I'll take a gander at it. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the part that's kind of hard to get my head around is that this Otto, the third guy, apparently is, he, he's inventing stories that go against his own interests. You know what I mean? He's uh, creating this character, Charlemagne, who's like supposedly the greatest human to ever live. Uh, I don't know why if this guy didn't want, if he wanted to become the Holy Roman Emperor, why he didn't just invent a more expedious way to get himself there. Why, why he had to add 300 years to the, it seems like he's going the long way around, but it is a, uh, an interesting theory that I heard and I could not resist the calling and get your opinion. Hey, I, I like it. Boom. 300 years. Just like that. Stranger things could have happened. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time believing it would have caught on across Europe, but maybe like centralized, maybe fucking, like around the area that it was pu- tried to be pulled off. It's like, your calendar is fucking wrong. This is the goddamn calendar now. Why not? That's right. Well, no one could read. They'd be like, I don't know. How would we yeah. know? <laughs> he's right. He must be right. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah time, is, time is all subjective work. anyways. It's just a just human a, construct that yeah. doesn't even really <laughs> exist. So why does it even matter? We made it up. Correct. Awesome, cowboy. Hey, Correct. we appreciate the call. Yeah, man. Thanks. All right, boys. Happy trails. All right, man. We'll talk to you again. Happy skies. Yeah. yeah ooh, I like it. Peace. <laughs> yeah, I think Mr. Conspiracy is the first person that he's like, man, you heard about this? We're missing 300 years. So we're like, what? What do you mean? But then he didn't know how to explain it to us. And we're like, oh, yeah, he was just <laughs> like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Fucking years are missing. They be missing somewhere. Yeah. Those are those are interesting <clears throat> ones to get in because you have to you have to really get into the nitty-gritty of history, which is always kind of fun because you find out a lot of events that happened like during those times that you didn't really know about. And you're like, oh wow, this sounds really cool. Why don't we learn about this in history mm-hmm. class? Like yeah, yeah. it could teach us way cooler stuff than Columbus and Captain Cook. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's like, it'll be like really like esoteric events that are just like, this is really like, they made this decree in this town and blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever we have records. Are you saying time. it's uh, it's more they, like they outlawed alligator walking your alligator <laughs> in the main thoroughfare at noon. I'm like, that sounds cool. It's Dan history. You're saying then <laughs> they don't teach, they don't teach the Dan history. All right. Let's bring another yeah. call in. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hey, it's Jessica Gomez um, from San Diego. Oh, hey, hey Jessica. Jess. San Diego. OGP. OGP. How's things? <laughs> How are you guys? Hey, we're good. We're keeping on. How's things down there? <laughs> I haven't been able to. I just got home, so I'm not sure what was being talked about on the show yet. Um, it doesn't matter. home from work. It doesn't but... matter. Whatever you want to talk about. Just whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, no, actually, um, I just wanted to, uh, talk about this dream I had the other day. Oh. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, I got you. Got us. I was like, God damn. I was like, no, she I wouldn't do this. No, not at all. Never. I wouldn't. Hmm. <laughs> actually, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to talk about a story that me and Nick, uh, we, we kind of went on this trip to the Sedona. Um, and I just thought like it might be even like possibly like a good topic to talk about later on one of these days. Uh, sure. 
we literally were leaving the Sedona one time on this trip. It was like February 2019. And um, kind of like a missing object, like, issue. Mm. Uh, we were going through, all of a sudden my GPS just like started taking us down this like, we're heading back from, from uh, Prescott, Arizona, going to San Diego. Um, all of a sudden it just started taking us through this national forest. Uh, it took us through, I think it was the Prescott National Forest, literally that's what it's called. And we go all of a sudden, like, it's just taking us up into these mountains and we're going higher and higher. And we, I don't even know if I'm going the right way. We pull off because we can see all the stars. We're using like Nick's like little fancy Jimmy Riggs telescope. And so we started looking at stars and stuff. Then we pulled up this other podcast, um, I think it's called Mysterious Universe. Oh, guys are great. And we were, yeah, another we were podcast. To them. Oh, easy. What? I know. What? Hang up. <laughs> Hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we actually were like, um, literally, we had listened to you guys and we were all the way up to date and we were like, now what are we going to do? Ooh, you know? Good save. Good save. Um, yeah, good, yeah. Well, well played. <laughs> so, um, they were, and they're not that great, but they brought up a topic about like missing objects. Like, like one of the examples was like a, a lady forgot her keys inside and she got locked in her outside of her house. But was like really bizarre is the keys ended up like being the door you had to lock it. You couldn't, it wasn't like lockable as soon as you, you know, closed it. So somehow she had the keys outside. But when she had to like get back inside, the keys were inside of her house somehow. Um, but because she forgot her keys, she missed being in a mudslide avalanche thing. Oh. So that's kind of like the, that's kind of like where like the missing objects, like their topic was. It's like, so we started getting back on the road. We got back on the road from watching the stars and um, all of a sudden we see a car, we see like lights coming from down from the mountain. So like they're coming, they're going to be coming towards us. They're going to be coming to, we're going to be passing them soon. We didn't, we haven't been seen. We didn't see them. We didn't see them. Nick pulls out a cigarette from my cigarette pack. And I'm like, she puts it back down everything. And I was like, Hey, can you grab me one? All of a sudden we can't find my cigarette pack nowhere absolutely and so i have to i had to pull off into this dirt road all of a sudden and it started feeling like our heart started feeling like our heart started racing i started like feeling like something sinister was kind of happening there's this dark dirt road we pull off into and it's a dead end dark road and we see because my headlights can only go so far but we see in front of us something in the middle of the road and legitimately, I didn't want to go any further to see what it, what it was. Legitimately, it looked like somebody laying down in the middle of the road over there. Oh. All I can think of, we didn't see the fucking car come back up from that hill. We haven't seen him pass us yet. And all I can think of is, if that car pulls up and they're not, they're not good people, we're blocked in here. We're blocked in here, and I'm like, I'm freaking out. So I don't give. A, I don't care about my missing cigarettes. I'm backing out. 
Let's go. We never saw that car pass us. Nothing. We continue on our trip. All of a sudden, a car's behind us. Almost the whole way we're going all the way to San Diego. I kept getting so paranoid. He stayed at least probably, I would say, like, at least like a good four car distance behind us the whole way. And we were going through nothing. Like there was no towns. I was running low on gas and my GPS kept like going out. Like we could not figure out how, where we're going, how we're getting home. We passed this like almost like ghost town. All we could see was like, just like trailers and like houses, but no cars, no cars. It was completely dark. And then all of a sudden we get pushed out into like El Centro area by, and that's, uh, that's by Mexico. And that's when all of a sudden that car just turns off and everything. But the whole thing, the whole time, all I could feel was like my heart racing and that something was just not right. Oh. And it just, Nick felt like it was like almost sinister. Because the cigarettes, once we got into, like, where we could see more light into the car, they're right there where she put them. Oh. So, yeah, it just, it, it just felt, like, really fucking airy. And I felt like it was almost like because we were talking about, like, listening about missing objects, it almost, like, felt like something was, like, almost, like, messing with us. Someone was yeah. listening in the universe as a simulation. Fucking with you. I keep I keep saying I keep saying if you put something down and you want to remember where it is, oh. yeah, you, you gotta do something. You gotta like put your hands together, you gotta do a little spell. Yes, I'm, I remember I'm not, I'm, you I'm I remember I say that trick now all the time because you I remember when you gave that advice on one of the podcasts and I was like, works. Oh my gosh, I need to do it. It it fucking works. Dude, fucking works. I cast fucking spells all day long and I lose shit regardless. You gotta be like, you have to be like, finger gun it. You gotta finger gun it. You gotta be like, this is I put my, this is where my phone is. Bang, 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 and then you'll remember. I do like a you whole. Do something really dumb. I do a whole karate kata when I've put something down and I still can't remember where I fucking put. Well, it. you guys also might have mild brain damage. So I'm not sure. I might have. Uh, there's a couple concussions that are lingering <laughs> from early adulthood. <laughs> That's fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, missing missing yeah. objects. I mean. You get down that thing too is like, was it fate? What if you found them? Like what? well, whatever dimension my fucking some of my awesome comic books fell into when we find where all the missing objects go, I want them back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn. I didn't know. I didn't know the that, trick that back then. <laughs> Dan was, yeah, that was Nick the cold theory. She said it, a dimension. She, that's her theory about it. She thinks, um, I mean, she's had a guy, she's going to the 7-Eleven. Hmm? As it's a dimension chock full of like keys and your left sock. You're having such weird deja vu right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have we been here before? I don't know why. Talking about this, the same thing. Because we've talked about this before. No, not, I don't (laughs) think so. Not on Cosmic Channels. I don't know. I'm just getting a really weird deja vu. I don't know if it's having Jessica on. What? But I don't know. I'm having weird deja vu right now. Brain damage. I've definitely yeah. never told you guys that story. I just like we didn't really think much of it, but then 
you know, she, she had this in, instant happen not too long ago, and she's in Seattle right now. She had an instant happen where she was going to the 7-Eleven, and it brought back that memory because she was talking about dimensions. This guy standing in front of 7-Eleven looks like a legit guy. Doesn't look homeless. Like, I don't think he looks homeless or anything like that, but he's just standing in front of those Amazon delivery boxes that are, like, you can have, like, outside of a store. Sure. And she sits right in front of him. All she does is go in, buy a pocket of cigarettes, walks out, and this guy was, like, this focus. Like, almost like he, nothing was phasing in. He's standing still, staring straight. She forgot um, something, and she had to run back inside, runs out, and he, like, just vanishes. Like, and she's, like, he would have had to, like, walk. Like, I would have seen him walking somewhere. But, like, he just vanished from that point. And she said it was, the way she was describing it to me, she was, like, it was, it made me feel so, like, scared, like, at the time. Because she, she looked all around. Because she was, like, that guy didn't, there's no way he disappeared like that. And um, she just had this feeling, and that's what brought it up. She was telling me tonight, remember the, my theory about dimension and then what happened with those cigarettes? And, yeah, she, she, that's her theory, is that she thinks that for split, almost like moments in time that you can slip into a certain dimension, but, like, you come right back in. Mm, yeah, mm. like you just, like, you phase, phase through or phase across or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And that her theory was like, I think her theory was like almost like that could tie into that deja vu. Yeah, oh, like when you cross over, that triggers like you're you're experiencing something that's happening in a different dimension. Like you kind of feel like it's because ha- that's it, mm-hmm. it. It is actually happening. Right. Like all in, huh. infinite realities. We go with that theory. Why not? I think I think it makes perfect sense. Oh, I love I love talking about that shit, especially when you get really stoned. Oh yeah, <laughs> all fucking night talking about alternate dimensions and visiting visiting them one at a time. Or you're talking about the incredible mechanism that is our human memory. Well, no, yeah, not as fun. No, no, not as fun. No, I think not it as- is <laughs> actually. I think it's incredibly fun. <laughs> not as fun. Not as fun. Awesome. That's because you haven't had people. But yeah, talk I don't want to keep you guys too long. You know, I just you know wanted to bring up maybe that'd be a good topic. Missing, missing items like are oh, there 100%. cases that it legitimately saved somebody's life or that kind of thing? Yeah, they lost their keys, and if they would have had them, they would have probably would have been in an accident, or it might have been ended up somewhere where there was a sh- gang shooting or something like that. Yeah, that would be a fun one to look into. Yeah. Hey Jess, well, hey, it's good to talk to you. It's been a while, so hopefully we can get down yeah, to another just, another alien con. Oh yeah, I'm hoping or for so, it. Or something I'm like hoping. it. No, we're doing it something in March. We just don't know where we're going yet. We don't know what. Have our own, we'll have our own alien con oh, yeah. with blackjack and hookers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. What are the dates again? What are the dates? March second to seventh. Second to seventh. All right. Yeah. Because I gotta I'm gonna put in leave. I'm just I'm putting in leave and I'm making sure I have that time free. We're gonna make an announcement soon. We don't know where we're going. I think uh Texas looks promising, you know, but there's some other there's some other names. But we gotta make a decision well, here. Probably we're, we're probably tomorrow. 
All right, Jess, we're, uh, we'll keep you posted, but we're going to take a couple more calls for the night. All right. Have a good time, guys. And uh, hey, take care. Just remember good talking fuck to you. you. Call us. What was that? <laughs> fuck you, call us. Uh, okay. Yeah, we will. Love it. All right. See you later. All right. Bye, guys. Missing items? Yeah. That is a cool theory. Like you, well, the reason you didn't get in that accident, if you look, if you go look at the logistics after, is because you lost your keys or because something like that. Did you, uh, did you forget to load up that little graphic I made for you? I did. I tried to do it on the fly, but it's not working for some reason. So I got to uh, troubleshoot it after. Whatever. It's all, it's all good. All right. One more call. Um, Another call here. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Hello. How are you? Doing well, brother. What's your name? Where yeah. are you calling from? Oh, uh, Richard calling from Alberta. I talked to you guys uh, on your second hey. episode about a location we called the Spook Hole back home. Oh, shit. I remember yeah, the Spook the Hole. Spook hole. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So I have a story. Um, this is back on my grandparents' land where we lived. Uh, there was a little coulee or uh, valley, a little bit of a creek running to it. My grandparents lived on the south side of it. We lived I got the long driveway on the north side of it. And but that that whole area is where a lot of this stuff has happened. So one night, it was myself, uh, my two older brothers and older sister. Uh, we were all sleeping in. It was just like a little old house while my parents were building a bigger house. So this, all of us kids had to share this one room. And I was about uh, around kindergarten at the time. And we had bunk beds that my dad had made in the house. And we got put to bed one night and of course all of us kids were laying there we're carrying on nobody's tired we're just four kids wound up right carrying on chatting and all of a sudden like we had no electricity so everything was all by candlelight or lanterns so all of a sudden there, like, there was a door from our that my parents kind of like the way this house was built they retrofitted this one room to, as a bedroom but it was actually it also had a door that led to the outside and it faced north so we had a dog, it was a German Shepherd, and she was always tied up outside. This is in the summertime. And she, she, she was on uh, right outside that door. Now, one night when all of us kids were put to bed, we're laying there carrying on. It's, it, it is dark out by then. So we're laying there carrying on, and all of a sudden, we heard the, like the, the whole outside of the door, like the, the whole door frame, just absolutely glowed with the brightest light. It just lit up the whole room. And all of us kids went quiet, dead quiet. And we were staring at the door in horror because like, we knew there was nothing out there that bright. Now we're talking it back in the, in the mid eighties. There's no cars with headlights that bright, even if we're pointing at the door. It is a blinding light, the full shape of this door. And we're sitting there they were all just sat up in bed staring at this thing and all of a sudden the the loudest almost like a scream like a um like a, what i could think of it now is kind of crossed between like a real loud almost like a train horn but like a scream just pierced that room all of us kids started freaking out my dad he come running into the room because he heard something too and as the as the as he come running into the room the light went out, like, all the lights went dark. Like the light around the door went completely dark. The noise stopped. And then all of a sudden something started scratching at the door. Like, the, like we thought it was the dog outside freaking out. 
like you could hear the the door was banging. There's there's scratches like heavy like something beating at this door. So my dad flies out of that out of that house. He's got his uh, rifle in hand, as I told you before. He uh, basically kept that with him everywhere. Uh, growing up, then nothing wasn't locked up. We just knew not to touch it. So he goes flying out of that house. He's got his rifle in hand. He's looking around with an old flashlight. The dog is laying by the door, sleeping. And he's looking. He goes like he's thinking, like he's telling us of his end of it. Eh? Like he's thinking, like okay, somebody pulling a prank. He turned around. He looked at that door. That door. It was made out of like a big, uh, basically a sheet of plywood. Um, and that the outside of that door was shredded. We don't know what happened. And it wasn't long after that. That's when we ended up moving out. We, yeah. uh, my, no my, shit. Yeah, my uncle, that, <laughs> Smart move. my uncle used to live, my uncle used to live a little bit further back that long road. This is, so this is dark. There's no power even in there. My uncle used to live in a house further back there. And I can tell you on another call in story of the stuff he's had happened. He literally, it was just an older house. He literally, he didn't want anybody moving in there. He literally burnt the house down when he left. Because it's all on my grandparents' land by the Spookle. And he was so worried about anybody just moving in there, like other family members, that he made sure that that residence was, because his was so extreme, he made sure it was, that nobody was moving into that house. But then well, now he was, just released uh, a couple years wild, later. So. Yeah, maybe yeah, Well, you know, a couple years later, track. we but moved in. And we we knew my parents knew about this type of stuff happening, but not to this extreme. Oh, so yeah. like there's a so there was light coming through the door, then something huge blocked the so light. So if you picture t- take a take a regular door, like a house door, like this wasn't a regular house door by all means. It was literally like a piece of plywood cut in the shape of a door. Right. Um, it just had like a, it just had like a metal latch, almost like a barn door. Um, it was just a temporary residence. And now it's something like that. Now it, it isn't sealed off. Uh, just even like a regular door where you can shine light all the way around it. And like I said, you're sitting there in all darkness because that room had no windows. Um, the only other way out was um, the opposite way of that door behind us where our heads were, uh, was the way into kind of the main living area. And uh, my parents were sitting there, I'm not sure, chatting or whatever, but they did have... A light going right um but yeah all of a sudden like i said this so you picture at a doorway in complete darkness other than the bit of light coming in from behind you and all of a sudden the absolute brightest light just lit up the whole room from around the shape of that door okay. and then it captured your attention long enough that you're staring at it and you, you almost had time to think and all of a sudden this loudest ungodly like a scream slash almost like a horn it was just deafening. And us kids, of course, we started screaming. That's when my dad came into the room and uh, wondering, like, is somebody in here murdering us? Uh, yeah, and, dude. Uh, he, yeah, he, uh, he come running in. As he come running in, everything just went dead. And then all of a sudden, that's when the scratching started at the door. The, the heavy raking, identical what we heard on the uh, the roof of the the other building we were staying in, right close to the Spookle. Oh, so there's. But when my dad stepped out, he looked around in the darkness, and there was nothing. The dog was laying by the door sleeping, but that door was shredded, absolutely shredded the outside of it. 
Got a Wendigo. It wasn't long after. Terrifying. Well, that's what my parents, that's what my my family back there think that there is. Some type of Wendigo. They really do think there is. Wendigo demon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That little valley goes from where where my uncle used to be living further back. That valley runs east and west, and my grandparents lived on the south side of it. And my uncle was on the north side on that that bush road. Um, Anyways, uh, one of my other younger uncles decided one night while visiting that he was going to walk home, and they realized it was dark out. So my older uncle, his much older brother to him, he said, no, I'll take you in the car, and I'll drive you out the driveway, the little couple hundred meters down the road and back into your parents' driveway. And my younger, the youngest uncle, he says, oh, no, no, I, that's fine. I can do it. It's just quicker just to walk across the valley, which he'd never think much of in the daytime. But he did it that night. So my uncle, he uh, called, he had a landline. He called my grandparents and he said, like, hey, you know, uh, such and such is heading home. He's determined he's walking. So my grandpa's, okay, well, we'll be waiting for him. So my grandpa was at the other end waiting on him, and all of a sudden, here comes his youngest kid. He is running as hard as he can across that yard. He flies into that house, and he's just losing it. And they're they're like, well, are you happy with your decision? That was the last time he crossed that valley because he said just as he started down, like, into the dark woods, as he started down the, the little bit of a valley, he noticed that there was a light in the trees, and that light started little, just like a little orb. And it started like size of a golf ball and it started following them. He noticed it coming through the trees and the harder he run, the harder it come, the faster it come after him. Oh. And it followed him right up to the door into the light. And then my grandpa told him, he said, don't do it. The goddamn spook hole. Never, and my uncle, yep. That's yeah. Like I said, like I said, I have stories galore. You guys wanted, you guys were talking about doing a trip within the country. I'm telling you that is a place to go. It is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, There's yeah. two two problems with the statement. One, it's called the spook hole. We'll never get and Andrew. Two, to it go sounds there. terrifying. Two, We'd have to literally sedate Andrew. Yeah, there's not. A <laughs> We'd have to pull an A team, like put put sed- like sedatives in his milk, and then helicopter him out there. <laughs> if I have time for one more short story, I have one for you from the same area. Amen. There's so many. Hey, I. I bet you do, but we're gonna we're gonna move. We're gonna take, try and limit to okay. one story per caller. So yeah, please call back the oh, with call more back, tales please. of the spook hole. That place yep. is insane. Well, will do. Thank you. All right, cheers, Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Yeah, some some type of cryptid haunting the spook hole. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, dude, that's terrifying. All right, let's do one more call for this Cosmic Channels, and then we'll wrap this one up. Here we go. Hello, Cosmic Channels. Oh. Is this you guys? Is this you? I mean, this is yeah, this guys. Is me, Anthony. I just yeah, yeah. No, I just <laughs> I, let me turn uh, you guys down on the TV real quick. My bad. No, yeah, man. no. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> Good, brother. Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I wanted to call. It was oh, it's my first time. Um, I guess calling in. Pretty, I guess excited, but I wanted to talk about an experience I had um, a while back. Um, Anthony, where, where are you calling this from? This came to be because oh Utah, my U- bad. Utah, I got excited. Okay. No, nope. Utah. <laughs> you calling from Skinwalker Ranch or yeah. what? God, I wish no, <laughs> not this time. Just Salt Lake. All right, that's all. That's all right. All right, what do you got? Let's hear it. Let's hear your story. But I, I will say, um, Brandon, Brandon Fugel, his name is on a bunch of signs around the valley. Every time I do pass it, I want to. Yeah, he's like our, he's a, a fucking real estate man. He owns everything. Like he's, <laughs> he does. He, 
He he's a real estate magnate. So much right? like he made here. his money in real estate. His his brother, it isn't his brother own like a aerodynamic or something. They have like a flight company or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. I mean, it's the, all the signs are here. Like, there's so many yeah. you can drop down any street and pretty much see them. But um, I'll get back. I'll get to my story. Um, I grew up around Chicago land and um, moved out here to Utah for college. And going back to visit one time um, into the city, I uh, had an experience. And um, the reason I'm calling is because I heard a case file 182, the Loring Air Force Base UFO incident. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. way you guys described what happened, um, like it was like, oh my God, I, I actually saw this happen. Um, so cut to my story. I was visiting my cousin who lived downtown Chicago um, in the neighborhood called North Wells. Um, it's just north of the Chicago River. Um, so still pretty downtownish. I mean, tall buildings everywhere. We were walking back from the bar to his place, and all of a sudden we were stopped by um, two Chicago uh, cops on bikes. And pulls over and says, whoa, you got to slow down. Hold on. And next thing we know, presidential motorcade comes through. And at the time, there was a NATO conference going on in the city. So um, we were just in the right time, the right place. The motorcade goes through straight to the softball field, maybe a block north of us. And um, sitting there was uh, Marine One, the green helicopter the president always gets into. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So they... Yeah, yeah, it was crazy, right? Like, we were like, we thought we were getting pulled over for being, you know, drunk in public. So we were like, oh, you know, like, straighten up. Like, what's going on all of a sudden? But no, it was just, yeah, Barry O and the boy just boom, boom, boom. All, you know, those black limos and everything came flying on by. And, um, sorry, my headphone dropped off. Yeah, we got you. Hello? Okay, yeah, yeah my bad. Um, anyways, yeah, so, the, um, like, they zoomed right to the softball field. And sitting there is the chopper. They pull up to it and they all get in. And, you know, we're walking closer. It's like, holy cool, this is pretty cool to see. I've never seen this happen before. Chopper takes off and you can hear the rotors and everything. And then all of a sudden it vanished. I kid you not, we were looking at it and then it just went away. And we were downtown. There's still skyscrapers around everything. Like it's at a softball field. Like the, the lights are on and everything. You could see the chopper there on the ground and then it took up a couple seconds later gone like you couldn't hear it anymore you couldn't see it anymore and i was like wow that was didn't ask my cousin i was like did you just see that like where did it go and he's like yeah that's that's pretty crazy i mean i guess if the president got in it like it makes sense was this like, at yeah. night or is this during I the just, daytime yeah it was it was at it was at night for sure at night okay but I mean, like, it, it's not like where we were at was, you know, it, it was pretty illuminated, I would say. Um, and yeah, just hearing that case file and then, um, you know, seeing that happen and it all, it all clicked for me. It was like, holy cow, I bet we did have that technology or that was what they were testing back in the day when, you know, these things would disappear from radar, just vanish, you know, out of thin air. Yeah. Um, well, that's the that's the kind of you know like the presidential helicopters and stuff. You would assume that that's kind of where they would use that kind of tech if they were experimenting and had something oh, works. Yeah. Like, why not? Well, because yeah. it's a it's a and, fairly and like I Marine One hearing, is a fairly well known super public kind of. It's super public. I see Marine One like flying over my house. Like I live near DC. Like I see Marine One flying around uh, every now and then. So it's like uh, I I wouldn't I I 
technology like that may exist, but putting it on a presidential helicopter seems like a big kind of like, why would you want your enemies to know that you have cloaking device on your, on your helicopter? Well, I mean, um, like to me, I just, I didn't know, I guess I didn't know it was like around, but how I rationalized it was there was the NATO conference in town. He was there. Um, you know, the helicopter's got to vanish so it can't be, you know, targeted from people on skyscrapers or whatnot and all this stuff. It was like in 2011, 2012, different time in the world. Who knows? But I swear to God, it, it, it vanished like it just poof, was gone. And yeah, I mean, after hearing the uh, sneaky Blackhawks in the Osama raid, I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I guess, you know, this is the top tier technology, but who well, knows, who man? Who knows? It was it was cool to see. <laughs> well, yeah, no doubt that'd be fucking wild. But yeah, you're, you're but you're coming home. You get pulled over. as soon as the cops show up. I could just see that. Be like, oh fuck, shit. I think it's is a case of what you think you saw, you did not see. Neuralized. <laughs> it it might have been. Maybe I was. Yeah, like you know, this phone call. I was just too excited at the time because that was you know Obama. The president was right there, and here I was coming back off some tequila shots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. That's I mean, it's pretty. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that they didn't have a cloaking device on it, but there's also the fact that sometimes, like during the night, when when certain when lighting conditions are a certain way, like if lights are pointing down, because most of the lighting that you're gonna have uh, on a on a city street or like those things, like the light is gonna be pointing down. down. That's good. So point. when it take when the helicopter takes off. Like the light's not going to be shining on it. Most of the light's going to be reflecting down. And Marine One's are a pretty dark colored thing. Um, like it's a dark colored craft. So it's like if it kind of takes up above a certain place, it's just going to be. Isn't the hard bottom to of see. it white though? I remember seeing it white. I remember that. And like, but even that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to see that. Like, even that, you probably wouldn't be able to see as well, especially at night. I don't know. Like, what time was it? Was this early evening or you said a couple of tequila shots? Oh, no. It, like yeah. Late night. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, was, it wasn't like super duper late, but it was, yeah, it was, you know, but it, it was, was nighttime dark. for it was sure. Dark. So, it, it couldn't, yeah, it was dark. I mean, that's, a, that's very the well mundane explanation like that. that pops into my head as being like that when it gets above a certain thing, because just light does weird stuff. So, when you, when something gets above, all of that light, like uh, especially on a softball field, where I assume they had like the they had the stadium lights on, like pointing down, and then once yeah. it gets above that, it's kind of like whoop, it's gone. It's, it's just a trick. Magicians do that shit all the time. It's David Copperfield shit. <laughs> Marine One is green, has a green body and a white top. I mean, if David Copperfield oh, can make top. the uh, make the Statue of Liberty disappear with with mirrors and lights, but I. Yeah, if the if a helicopter or a, a helicopter for the president had advanced tech like that, Trump was in there for four years tweeting. There's no way that shit was staying in. Oh, dude, he'd yeah. be flashing that shit all over the place. <laughs> like, Mister Mr. Trump, we want to see something cool. He's like, Yep. They turn on instant tweet. This helicopter's yeah. invisible. Dude, literally, dude, literally tweeted out like CIA operations. Like day of, he learned them. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I. It, it just kind of like, you know, spoke to me for about like all the technology that, you know, you, you hear about. Is it, you know, is it ours or is it actually, you know, something from off, you know, Off-world. from outer space or, or whatever? Yeah. Um, and like seeing a video of this drone uh, a couple of days ago or like a couple of weeks ago, go like back and forth in and out of the water, all crazy high fast. Like really, it, it was that I was like, whoa, sounds like one of those other UFOs they were talking about. But yeah, just wanted to call in and share the story. So, you know, thanks cool, for letting sorry. me share it. 
It's always neat to see Marine One or see any kinds of that stuff going on. It's always pretty, pretty cool. I'm sure they got some nifty tech on there. Like, I don't know if they probably got, they probably got like radar jamming or, or kind of cool, cool internal tech. I'm not sure about cloaking devices, but you know, who knows? Maybe. Maybe yeah, Air Force One does have like an active camouflage system that they just never use. Like, they just never turn it on. Maybe the real Air, maybe the real Marine One does have some type of cloaking device and then they use decoys just in case. Okay, yeah. The easy Ooh. target if you're just fucking flying around in a chopper. I think they usually have like three of them flying. Like, that makes sense. Formation. That makes sense. All right, man. Hey, we're going to end this week's Cosmic Channels, but we appreciate the call. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, you guys take care and have a good one. All right. Bye. Cheers, man. Take care. Another week, another Cosmic Channels completed. Bunch of cool calls tonight. Yeah, fun, man. Oh, super one. People Excellent. are just lined up. I know there's someone calling right now. You know the drill. Wait. Second and fourth. <laughs> <laughs> you know the drill. Fuck off. <laughs> Wait till next time. <laughs> Fuck you, call us. Fuck next you, call time. us. And uh, second and fourth Sunday of every month. <laughs> that's good. You know the drill. Wait. Wait. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, we love you. We appreciate the calls. I wish, you know, we could take calls all night, but show's got to end eventually next cosmic channels will be february 6th 13th nope. 13th 13th february 13th next cosmic channels same time same place cosmic channels is brought to you by big theory productions the cosmic channels are now closed